mother says he was a normal happy boy until he became obsessed with black metal music. Rock and roll! Sounds like Christian Rick. Heavy metal music. Groups promote satanic worship. They're anti-peace and anti-life. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Metal Face Podcast. The podcast where we discuss free metal albums each week. This is the penultimate episode of Season 1. And this Ooh. week we'll be covering Linkin Park with their album Hybrid Theory. Ghost oh, yeah. with their album Meloria. And Rammstein with their album Rammstein. Yeah, that's an easy one. <laughs> My name is Ben, and joining me as always, I have Tom. Tom, say hello. How you doing, Ben? I'm not too bad. Also joining us, we have Josh. Josh, how you doing? I'm good, Ben. Thank you very much. I'm glad to hear it, Josh. So, I'm glad too. This is our last set of albums for season one, right? It is. Yeah. What the hell? What a triplet. It's how been, did this go so fast? Been a roller coaster. It has been a roller coaster. From the depths of necrophilth <laughs> to the soaring heights of XDO. I still, yeah, I still remember the XDO episode fondly. Actually, that was a good. Episode. <laughs> I thought yeah, you were going to say that you still fun. remember it. <laughs> a couple of months ago. <laughs> the, the nation of Norway seems to agree. So. Yeah. No. For sure. Yeah. That was very funny, actually, wasn't it? Like we what twenty fifth most popular in Norway or some shit. Yeah, big shout out like, to the on nation that, of on Norway. On that one episode yeah. for like a day. <laughs> Cheers, Norway. Like, big up to you guys. I wonder how they calculate that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Maybe it's just we got like 100% increase by one person listening to it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> These guys are doing well. <laughs> uh, I don't want to believe or, this. Or we've actually just got a good podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. It must be something else. No. I mean, we know some... that isn't true, so. I sometimes feel like maybe we quite often trash the music that we like. I don't know why we do that so much. <laughs> and the scene that we're a part of, you know. Yeah. We don't trash it that much, do we? We might later <laughs> <laughs> ominous so tom what have you been up to this week i, I feel like you you've been doing something exciting right i have done something so incredibly exciting that it's hard to put into words something so weird and unheard of yesterday i left my house what whoa wait slow down yeah, not for you know not for uh... supplies <laughs> 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 yeah. scavenging in the post-apocalypse i went to the pub whoa oh yeah my God. i left the house and i went to the pub and pub. yeah it was really good actually like it I, felt... I remember this word lip you <laughs> <laughs> El pub. I went down to um, a little uh, pub in Isle of Dogs. I can't remember what it was called. It's a nice little place, though. But yeah, it was just great to be somewhere different. And it really got me thinking about, you know, all the other different places that I've been to in the past <laughs> and that I'd like to go to in the future. I love this idea of you being in the pub and taking a sip of beer and being like, there's a whole world out here. <laughs> <laughs> that is a bit how I felt, to be honest, <laughs> of like... That reawakening of possibility, it's a great feeling. Mm. And it really got me thinking about, yeah, where I'd like to kind of travel to in the future. So, sure. unfortunately, on that note, we also got some bad news to go alongside that <laughs> this <laughs> we morning. Did, yeah. Just, got to temper these things. Just so we didn't get too excited. Mystic Festival in Poland, where me and Tom were going to go, has been cancelled. Well, it's been postponed until next year, so yeah. it wasn't, wasn't a total waste of money. But, um, yeah, it's still a fucking bummer, though. That's pain, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think we should just go away somewhere anyway at the end of this Hell year. Yeah. Metal Face road trip to... Belarus. Yeah, exactly. Somewhere like that. That'd be fucking cool, man. Maybe not there, because they've got like a horrible dictator at the moment. Yeah, I'm really keen to go somewhere at the end of the summer, maybe start of the winter kind of thing. Absolutely. Go to somewhere... Somewhere nice and cheap in Eastern Europe where the pints are like 50p. Hell yeah. Just go and get chatting to some randomers. Like that time we got chatting to those Norwegian sailors in, um, uh, in, <laughs> yeah. in Dansk. Yeah. Yeah. Were they actually was sailors funny. or was it just a group of men? <laughs> I think it was just a guy in like a big turtleneck and we were like, a sailor. <laughs> <laughs> so they, wait, they didn't say they were sailors or anything. They, they just won the war turtleneck. Yeah. That's all we needed. Was it like at least like a, a white one with like an anchor on it? It was very heavy spun wool. <laughs> 
And he smelled the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think, incidentally, they might have been the people that are listening to our podcast at the moment. If you were, if you were a Norwegian sailor who was in Dansk sometime a couple of years ago, maybe it was you. Yeah, get in touch. We miss you. So, what about you, Josh? Any uh, any travel plans for the coming future? Maybe twenty twenty two, maybe twenty one. Well, I have been learning Spanish as part of my PhD studies, so I'd like Ooh. to capitalise on that See. a bit and travel to Espania. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. We, we, we've actually been to see some metal in uh, Spain, haven't we? In Barcelona. Yes, we have. A piece of iron ore. <laughs> yes, it was a really fantastic piece of malachite. Yeah, that was a fantastic trip to uh, Barcelona. Absolutely. To and I, I'd really like to go there again and be able to actually like attempt a conversation with someone. Well, you weren't yeah, satisfied definitely. by talking to those mad Australians doing cocaine in our hostel room. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievably. They weren't no. enough for you. <laughs> I've... Uh, that was quite a cultural exchange, wasn't it? When they called you a racist because you wouldn't do coke with them. <laughs> that is pretty racist, man. I, I, so, That's part of that culture. Well, no, they, they called me countryist because I didn't want to hang right. out with them because they're Australian, whereas I didn't want to hang out with them because it was 7am and they were doing lines in the <laughs> hostel. Oh, mate, yeah. Fucking yeah. hell, those guys. One of them pulled open the curtain of my bed to show me a video of him having sex with a girl, and I was like... That's great, mate. I'm, it's like 7am. I'm trying to get some sleep. I only went to bed at 3. Fucking hell. Oh, no, but so when when he did that, I, I heard you kind of say, be like, oh, uh, 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 like, I could tell you were, you were very obviously trying to get rid of him. And I kind of like, I, I put like two and two together and I was like, oh, no, I think I know what this is. And then I heard him step away from your bed and start walking towards mine because I was one bed behind you, Tom. Like, the didgeridoo no. sounds grew louder. <laughs> and then my curtain is pulled back and I see the same. It's like, cool. Oh, God damn it. What a creep, <laughs> can we just say as well? Like, yeah. yeah. Not all right. Oh, there was a lot of God. stuff they were doing which was not all right, let's be honest. So, <laughs> But I mean, as much as that was incredibly annoying and weird, it has made for quite a good story. A funny story I'm looking forward to having more and more of these kinds of stories to tell in the future about fucking weird people that you run into who maybe you don't even like all the time, but... It's just funny, isn't it? It's always part of the experience. Yeah. How often do you think you've been the weird person someone met? <laughs> oh, a couple of times. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I definitely have been. <laughs> there's like the Polish Metal Face podcast where there's some of those people that we met just saying how fucking weird those English guys were who came to see Behemoth. <laughs> These British guys came over and just, they kept asking me throughout the entire show about all the politics of Poland. They <laughs> <laughs> asked me to translate the lyrics. Yeah. I remember standing outside that gig, I'm just wearing my, I had my shirt off and I was wearing that sheepskin coat. This guy came over and was like, oh, aren't you cold? And I was like, no, I'm English. <laughs> and the most dickhead English way you can imagine. And then I realised like, I, I saw in a Polish person, it's much colder in there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> quite quite Famously, in fact. No, I'm English. It's like, you know, quite temperate and rainy here. <laughs> yeah, no, no Gulf Stream all the way in the, in the continent. Exactly. Did he choose to uh, strike up a conversation with you or did he quickly make an exit? <laughs> I imagine it was the latter. I can't really remember. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, my my um, cognizance was tapering off at that point, to be honest. <laughs> After the uh, shots of bison grass vodka that I kept having during Behemoth. That was good, though. Oh, man. Yeah, I definitely want to go somewhere and see, see a band again. Yeah, yeah. I'm tempering my expectations that it might be later next year when we can actually go yeah. aboard and see some big bands like given yeah. the fate of mystic fest being postponed yeah but absolutely yeah yeah that's always been fun it's just a really good way to travel isn't it because you oh, can yeah. go to somewhere fairly obscure like i never would have gone on holiday to the gangs and there's not enough to see there to stay for more than like three or four days they had that big wheel that people used to walk in that was cool oh, that was so cool man. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean admittedly not four days worth of viewing but 
still quite cool. If you say so. <laughs> Each yeah, to their own. yourself. In um, the Czech Republic, they've got these special lifts, the, the Paternoster ones, which there's like constant movement, right? Oh, so you oh, can yeah. like jump off. And apparently, one of those got posted on social media and became such a tourist attraction. They had to put up signs in like different public buildings in Prague where they had those types of lifts to like tell people to not come because it was like, like uh. one of them was in like the main city hall which is like full oh, of like, right, you know, yeah. civil servants and stuff. Yeah. They have to like do their jobs. And those people was like, oh, let me take a photo on the funny list. <laughs> Should we not do that? Is that what you're saying? Because it sure sounds like summer plans. <laughs> I, know. I would love to go back to Prague. We, we met some interesting characters in that metal bar in Prague, didn't we, Josh? Oh, that was, that was one of the best trips I've taken, honestly. That was great. Oh, yeah. Well, Josh, we've um, talked about going to India before, haven't we? Ooh. Yes. I... Do you have a friend over there? Yeah, so he, he, one of my best friends, he, he lives in London. He's a good chap. But, uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, he lives in London, but he's, he's from um, New Delhi. And uh, a few years ago, we went. Uh, me and a friend went over with him, and he gave us a sh- tour around, and it was Ooh, yeah. a load of fun. It's really good when you have like someone who like knows kind of local area and, and, and can help you navigate around, especially when it's you know like you stick out quite strongly in, in New <laughs> Delhi. Without trying, to, without, without trying to sound odd, you know, like you, you are like no, a visible sure, yeah. minority, you know, and, and like mm, there mm. are certain things that go along with that. So it's like it can be good to have. It's really good to have someone who knows what's going on. Mm. And it's also really good to have someone who knows how to move around, like how to get around the city and stuff, you know, like which metro stations yeah. to go to and things. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. It is yeah. as simple as that. And like, honestly, I like if you're vegetarian, best mm. food in the world is in India, I think. Like I ate so well. <laughs> Man. It's a oh man! It's a country with the highest concentration of vegetarians, isn't it? I think well, one I think. third of the country are vegetarian. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were talking about doing essentially like a sort of food journey around the south of India, right? Yeah, it was kind of. Um, oh, I think it was yeah. starting in um, Mumbai and kind of going around the tip. And yeah, I think I have to book like quite a lot of time. You know, save up my cash and just accept that yeah. I'm going to about double in size. <laughs> <laughs> I think those are all definitely worth. No, it. Absolutely. Yeah. No, but. Honestly, highly recommend it as a as a destination. So for sure, well, lots to look forward to. I think mm. absolutely. What Tom, I expect you haven't been looking forward to is the first <laughs> album of this week, Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park. <laughs> All right, so Linkin Park are a American rock band. Um, this is probably quite a controversial pick already because of that um <laughs> are they rock are they metal it's, it's one of these um diff- difficult ones to pick but um they are definitely very influential in the new metal world they're from california in the united states and they formed in 1996 hybrid theory is their first studio album released in 2000 um and they released a number more after that until unfortunately their lead singer chester bennington died from suicide in 2017 leading to a hiatus for a couple of years with the band now being active again since 2020 and kind of looking towards writing some new stuff i believe this album was really big for me when i was like 14 because it's it's if you're an angsty teenager this is this this is your vibe isn't it (laughs) it's perfect you know the music is obviously much more than just that i think that this is like kind of a seminal album for me in my own music taste because this just kind of introduced me to metalcore introduced me to like hard rock heavy rock music not metalcore sorry new metal and also it's been very influential music coming after it especially when you have like newer kind of new metal revival bands Mm. and you look at kind of the emo bands and stuff that kind of dominated in the early 2000s and this really comes at a time when all that's kind of kicking off and if you compare it to new metal albums that came out just a few years before it sounds very different so um despite all the good things i can say about it this album is also quite controversial in the metal world lots of people really like lincoln park lots of people really don't like lincoln park um so i'm interested to hear what you guys think uh tom i've been kind of teasing you a bit about this album so i want to hear what you you think well okay I'm a big believer in the idea, you know, don't knock it till you've tried it. <laughs> now I've tried it, so... <laughs> I'm also a big believer in the idea, 
even if you have tried it, maybe try again, because maybe mm. you were missing something, mm-hmm. you know? And, right, I gotta say, in the case of Linkin Park and this album, I actually quite enjoyed it. Oh, <laughs> oh you tease! Uh. I was not expecting to, but, like, there's, you know, their songs have real movement and energy, and they're all quite short as well. Like, the longest song on the album is 3 minutes 45 seconds. Which means the whole thing goes at like quite a pace all the way through. Mm. They're kind of rappy sort of bits, like they're not really my bag, but I can still see the merit in them. And but the transition into like the chorus, there's some really punchy choruses in this. Absolutely, like, really hits every time. So yeah, I was, uh, I actually yeah liked it a lot more than I expected. I think I just had a perception of it. Of I remember being in school and people were liking it, and they were like, "Oh, you like stuff like Lincoln Park, do you?" And I kind of obviously heard. A bit of it and was like no i like stuff like slayer like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> you know? i feel bad now i'm sorry yeah he, he got us <laughs> please got accept us my sincere apologies um <laughs> yeah, but now is... i'm glad you liked it i know what you mean about the mm. choruses they do really drive it forward um yeah 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 I, I think it's interesting how they fuse the elements together this segment is definitely going to go differently than i expected then <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i was expecting to have to join forces with josh to defend mm. this because i i also love this i've not listened to lincoln park before like apart from obviously yeah. hits everyone's heard the hits yeah it just same as tom wasn't really my thing when it was popular and then i just it yeah. kind of felt like it passed me by yeah Sure. And and it's still not really like my taste these days, but God, it's just so well done, and it's just like the it perfect is, yeah. like slice of early two thousands culture. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just it's, it is it's a masterpiece. Like it just is. It's a real time capsule, isn't it? Yeah. Well, none of it overstays its welcome, which I think made it so much more satisfying to listen to. In that, like, you kind of get introduced to these ideas, and you're sort of you're given them con- like consistently and concisely, and then it kind of moves on to something new, and you kind of interested in still listening you know yeah definitely i think there's a lot of josh you touched on some of the influences in in the intro sort of early new metal rap yeah things like that there's a lot of different elements here and i think they've fused them really mm. really well um mm. and nothing like you say nothing overstays its welcome i think a big part of what has made it age so well for me is that it feels like they really wear their emotion on the sleeve and they aren't trying to present yeah. themselves as something that they're not. It's yeah. really raw, really emotional. And I think some other bands have tried to try to be a bit too scary and, and that that's not aged well. <laughs> it's not come up well <laughs> in time. That is a good point, yeah. yeah. yeah they're yeah. just sort of like, yeah, we're, we're going to sing, it's going to be emotional and we're going to just own that. And it works mm. really, really well. Yeah, it, it's very much like, it feels quite genuine, even though like, mm. it's not necessarily like, I guess you might not call it, you know, it's not like cool, it's not playing across like a big, you know, particular exciting image in a lot of places but mm. it is you know the feelings of the guys that they're, they're right. writing I and mean, you can really tell that yeah but i think the the image that they are putting across is unique in uh the music's and this might not be the right word but it's relatively clean there's not a lot of like distortion and like crazy stuff going on it is mm. i feel like quite you can hear it all the way down yeah, yeah it's quite like instrumentally like pure and same as the vocals they haven't like put some crazy like distortion on the vocals to come to create this crazy badass feel they're just sort of like yeah. playing their music and singing their lyrics and they're doing a really good job of it <laughs> on the lyrics and the kind of whole thematics of it i feel like at a certain point in time maybe when i was like sort of 12 mm. 13 kind of thing I probably would have really like vibed with this kind of emotionally. It, yeah, I think it does appeal definitely to sort of like you know angsty teens and like people who are kind of going through like that slightly tough sort of part of your like youth. Mm. You know, yeah, it is quite like a sort of sad album in a lot of ways. Yeah, like it's the songs are, are essentially unhappy. You know, they're not talking about like fun things. They're talking about stuff that kind of sucks. You know, yeah. sure. And I, I sort of it definitely was something that kept me from giving it a chance in the past because I kind of I go to different kinds of music for that sort of thing yeah 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 but the thing is like you know 
given the kind of, I suppose, the, the context of the album after the uh, singer's suicide, it now feels sort of unbelievably poignant to listen back to it. And like, he's not just sort of being like whiny sort of teen kind of thing. It sounds like it's from a genuine place and you kind of think like, oh shit, poor guy. Yeah, it definitely adds a, sure. an unfortunate, like sad note to re-listening to it. Yeah. yeah. You know, the lyrics are, I think the lyrics are the weakest part of the album, to be honest, you know. Like there's quite a few times when yeah. it's like a little bit a little bit cringe, a little bit on the nose, and I felt like they could have maybe dressed up some of the subject matter in a slightly more interesting way. There's not much like imagery to them. Mm. But I mean this is kind of this is sort of picking holes a little bit because it's not their style. They want it to be straight up, right? And yeah. It clearly had a great relatability because I remember how into this album people were. And people still are. Yeah, I'll be honest, I didn't really pay much attention to the lyrics because that's kind of what I mm. expected I would find. Yeah. Um, obviously, on some songs with a clean singing, like you can pick them out. And um, yeah. I just kind of let myself get into that for this week. <laughs> like the start of um, By Myself is pretty cringe, where it's talking about, like, there's someone behind me. I don't know if I should turn around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I don't want to rinse them too much, but you know. <laughs> no, I get what you mean, though. Like, there's always a fine line when you're kind of, like you say, wearing your emotions on your sleeve, where it's like, if you overdo it, it can come across like not very good, yeah. but if you underdo it, it comes across as you know ingenuine. So it's 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 definitely yeah. a hard balance to strike. And I think yeah. I think the late music does a much better job of it. I think like um, Meteora, for example, is, is mm. much kind of it feels more you know metaphorical in some ways. I don't know if it is, or that's just my kind of interpretation of it. But yeah, no, and it's interesting also. I think in this album, how the lyrics, whilst they're very strongly kind of emotionally themed oh uh, it is when they write them it still kind of seems to fit with the very wide range of different kind of musical things that they're going on they've got like turntables and like samples and stuff mm. and it's all like working together really well i was interested by how well the rap kind of works in it actually which is yeah. kind of i mean at, at times it's definitely not like i don't kind of vibe with it too much but you know i know a few people who have been into quite into rap music and write their own stuff and things quite often my perception of it is anyway that they are aiming to write about stuff that is really genuine and actually about their lives and you know this guy was he was quite often talking about like the experience of like being poor and growing up poor and stuff and yeah. it, i kind of i think i tend to like have a it's difficult to know what to make of rap sometimes because yeah. of how popular some of it is and how kind of underground other parts of it is it's an interesting genre isn't it because i without trying to get too off topic it's like you know you don't really need any you don't need any instruments or any particular yeah. like large yeah, amounts yeah. Of, of money to like set up like a um uh, like you know to like record from like a, a cheap microphone but at the yeah. same time it's one of the most lucrative genres isn't it so yeah definitely there's a lot of kind of mythos around it and like i i think i get why people like it definitely but i think it's just like it's not in my kind of world absolutely it's essentially it's, it's the opposite of something like a technical death metal where you need to spend like you know <laughs> 20 grand on instruments and it's there's less economic potential <laughs> yeah yeah and to be honest i in some ways i'm more drawn to the ethos of just like kind of anyone can do it it's kind of like the um diy punk thing isn't it in a way absolutely yeah yeah, yeah for sure there was the whole thing about like lack of access to like turntables and stuff in the in LA in like the eighties, which is why after oh, the LA yeah. riots and a bunch of um like DJ equipment got stolen, people were able to make their own music. Particularly it was um the nineteen seventies New York blackout, right? Yeah. So the whole of like blackouts just happened a lot in the past and the whole of New York blacked out all at once. And there was all this kind of crime and looting. And all these kids, particularly from like the Bronx and sort of slightly less fortunate areas, went <laughs> and basically sort of got hold of the, the music equipment that they needed to make this yeah. kind of music. And then so you certainly like if you give people without means the access to make music like it can birth like a, a genre like hip-hop and rap which is obviously 
super sort of successful. It's an area that I, I really want to know more about, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. And I think something that's kind of quite cool, and I think this will come up again probably in the next couple of bands as well, is that if you're into metal and you listen to something like rap metal, it can kind of give you a window into another genre a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Where like, say you like rap and you listen to Linkin Park, you then might get into metal. It's quite cool to have stuff that bridges the gap and sort of translates something that's quite different into something you can sort of understand a bit more yeah yeah definitely for sure it's, it's interesting gateway like that isn't it like um, yeah i wonder how how it goes like do people listen to symphonic metal and then get into like bach or uh you know Vivaldi? <laughs> do, they, do they listen to x and then get into battling <laughs> <laughs> well, like to they... <laughs> join the legion <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I th- there are a lot of good tracks on here actually like uh, a song like place for my head i wasn't expecting to have such a sort of catchy like riff yeah I, f- I felt like maybe my perception of it was probably that the guitars were going to be like basically what i thought it was going to be was essentially pop music with like some rapping in it that they've called metal just because they use like heavy guitars to kind of augment some of the like choruses and stuff mm. and i was sort of like right well anyone can write a metal song if all you need to do is like down tune a guitar sort of thing but this is like my <laughs> this is me being a dickhead basically because it, actually there's a lot of really interesting composition in this yeah there's a lot of quite heavy guitar on it as well um it i remember is, by yeah. myself stuck out to me as having quite a, a heavy riff on it and even like songs that seem to start quite sort of light they still fucking deliver on like really strong and like i mean chester bennington's voice is really fucking good yeah yeah, yeah he's got a really strong can, range it helps that he can definitely sing yeah <laughs> i think this album and this band more generally but this album in particular is very it's very vocal led isn't it like i, I think yeah. the instrumentals are great and they work together really well but it's really you know chester and mike are the star of the show i feel stars the show rather yeah for sure one of the things that we've mentioned quite a few times during this first season is um tracks kind of blurring together over like an entire album yeah um yeah I did find that happened a little bit the first time I listened to this album, but the more times I've gone through it, the more I've started to really recognize each individual track. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think if I gave it a few more listens through, I'd probably be able to name all of them. <laughs> yeah, like this was one of the albums, one of the only albums that we've kind of looked at where I was really sort of writing down notes like per song. You know what I mean? Mm. You take mm. something like Ulcerate, you're not going to do that at all, right? No, <laughs> but like, kind of hard to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But like this was kind of, there was a lot of different, ideas in there and there were so many times where i was like well i better make a note of what song this is yeah because it's just like some really cool like bridge or like a chorus or, or whatever for real yeah there's definitely like loads of highlights in this album it almost feels like you could put together like a medley of all the really strong highlights and, and how that would be really strong by itself which interestingly enough they fold us up with um an album of remixes and then also an album of mashups where they they oh, right. mash up uh their songs with um i think it was like jay-z's music. oh right oh, yeah it's really cool yeah. as well so um i have a question Justin. you might know the answer to. Oh, yeah. Is hybrid theory is the hybrid referring to the blend of genres? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and on that note, yeah, well, we, yeah, we should talk about some favorite songs. So for my favorite tracks in the album, I would say the lesser known ones that I was like really positively surprised by were the best. Yeah, I loved One yeah. Step Closer and By Myself. I don't think they're more popular songs on the album, but mm, um, yeah. you know, Paper Cut and In the End are deservedly legendary. They deserve the reputation that they get and the amount of plays that they get. <laughs> Yeah, they're damn good. Papercut is just like I haven't even talked about it. This but it's just it's just such a good song. Like yeah, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. it, it does basically everything right. Like it's 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 hard to get a better three minutes of music. As soon as I pressed play on that track, I immediately got such a massive hit of nostalgia, and I was like, I uh, really, I don't, I, I never even listened to this album intentionally in like the two thousands, yeah. but I was like straight back there, like sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I, I listened to all three albums in one go. I cycled into Central London and back, 
And so I had about sort of three hours or two and a half hours or whatever it was to listen to all three. And like, you know, when it goes to this one, like the first kind of the intro, it starts with that kind of quiet sort of hip hop sort of drum beat. I was like, oh, fucking hell, here we go. By the end of the song, I was like, was that actually quite good? That was actually quite good. (laughs) I was like, well, they were not going to do it again. (laughs) Like, yeah, consistently all the way through, like I kind of felt like I had the patience for it. And I do think, I do think that it is helped by the fact that the songs are quite short. Oh, for sure, yeah. If every song on this was like five or six minutes, I don't think I'd be necessarily that keen. Yeah, I think I'd probably agree with you as well. Yeah, absolutely. Even if somebody really likes this music, six minutes of Runaway, I would struggle with. But it is a real crucial element in like, you know, writing music and stuff. Like, do you want a a long sort of transcendent black metal song? Or do you want like a sort of minute on grindcore song? It's just like fun, you know, it's like the the length does make a difference. Length is important. There are bands that will remain nameless, (laughs) Metallica. (laughs) <laughs> that you know, you take what essentially is a four-minute song and spin it out for like twice the runtime. Yeah. No, I'm really glad they didn't do that. Josh, I want to know two things. I want to know yeah. your favorite tracks, but I also want to know coming back to this. How did that feel? Was it as good as you remember? Yeah. So to um, start with the first question, my favorite tracks were definitely Paper Cut in the end and Runaway. Yeah. I think they're all just like mm. the perfect balance of like the different elements together to make mm-hmm. like a re- yeah. like three really cohesive strong songs that oh, are also yeah. sick, like catchy coming back to it like when i was a teenager i loved this mm. i still enjoyed it a lot but i think when i was a teenager or when i was younger or just not now even the lyrics i was like reading them yeah and <laughs> now i'm a bit like oh that's a bit much so <laughs> i think i'm not in the right place for it you know yeah yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> yeah that's, that happens that's, that's a fair assessment I think that happens to everybody's like early but favorites, doesn't it? I did really enjoy the nostalgia trip because I don't know if you guys are mm. this. Did, did you guys follow the like anime music video trend on YouTube in like 2000 and uh, like 10? No. <laughs> so like for context, Tom, basically if you want to listen to any music that was of this kind of genre you put into YouTube, you get like a bunch of anime from like a series and kind of cut together to like two set to the music. That so you'd have like it'd be like Linkin Park. Exactly what I was expecting. In the end. <laughs> Naruto AMV. God, they, uh, the early God. internet and like early YouTube was so fucking yeah. weird, wasn't it? It was just no one knew what to do with it. <laughs> it was just so so confusing. Such a weird place. I, I went on YouTube the other day and I had like a, a notification. <laughs> I clicked on it and it was a comment that I'd left on a video ten years ago. And the and the reply to it just said yeah. Nice. <laughs> totally agree with you. I messaged back saying thanks. I've waited ten years for that. <laughs> and the guy was like, "Yeah, no problem." <laughs> what a hero! Oh. So, Tom, you've been converted to hybrid theory. What were your favourite tracks? That did might be a strong. Term. He doesn't want to commit too much. <laughs> I don't want to commit too much. You don't want to lose your metal street cred. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 No, there, there are a lot of really interesting songs in this album. Actually, I think um, a song like "Cure for the Itch" was quite a cool one. Not yeah. a metal song at all, but like. Um, slightly atmospheric sort of hip-hoppy kind of beat that was pretty nice and then you know i think that their hits like one step closer in the end uh crawling they're all they're all pretty strong but yeah yeah i think um place in my head was one that stood out and paper cut as well was really nice opener for the album for sure you're, you're naming a lot of the album there tom i know yeah i was no genuinely i was like i was really impressed with it and i think i i mean maybe their latest stuff isn't my vibe or something but like I felt, I think, I, I tell you what it is. You really want to defend your, these two points of street cred, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. It's like, this, this has happened a few times. I've gone to a metal club night and been really excited to go and hear some fucking metal and sing along to like, you know, Heaviest Man of the Universe and like 
Age of Death and fucking like Man of War and Dio and things. And then the whole night is stuff like like Linkin Park and like Stone Sour and things. And it's just like, uh, yeah. it's not what I kind of go there for. And I realize that like, this is all still metal, but sometimes the genre is so diverse that when you go to a club night, you still don't hear any music you're playing to. <laughs> I know exactly yeah. what you mean. Yeah, and I think Linkin Park has always fallen in that kind of realm for me. But taken in isolation, just like as an album, yeah, it's good. I liked it. Cool. Cool. Now cool. let's end the segment before you can take it back. <laughs> so my choice for this week is Ghost's album, Meloria. Meloria? Meloria. 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 Okay, so how the how the hell do I introduce Ghost? Um, <laughs> so You've seen Scooby Doo, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so ghosts are without a doubt one of the the spookiest things to appear in the metal scene in, in quite some time. Um, scary skeleton. <laughs> yeah, it, we're getting in the right headspace. That's, that's exactly their vibe. <laughs> that isn't might it? be For an sake. early ghost track. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost demo tape has finally been released. So. Emerging from Sweden in 2006, they take a huge variety of influences and they're very hard to fit into any, any known genre. Yeah. There's elements of metal, rock, pop, disco, and then it's yeah. all sort of wrapped up in a, a loving admiration for a kind of father figure view of Satan. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like if if uh, Christians if Christian worship music was about Satan. <laughs> <laughs> and so while it's, it's hard to fit Ghost into a genre, they have proven to be wildly popular much to the chagrin of heavy metal purists who insist it's just not metal <laughs> the band have produced four full-length studio albums all under the guidance and direction of the band's founder and frontman tobias forge or should i say mm. cardinal copia as he's now known naughty boy oh is that what he is now <laughs> yeah not papa what's his face no longer papa emeritus <laughs> there is a there's a whole running storyline within ghost <laughs> where the lead Involving singer saxophones and nuns that's, and all sorts. that's papa Niall. <laughs> plays saxophone <laughs> oh, okay he's the seventh member of the band alongside the uh i think there are five ghouls or maybe four i don't know it's weird yeah, there's a whole thing going ghouls. on <laughs> so today we're discussing their 2016 deluxe edition of meloria originally released in 2015 but the 2016 one has some pretty important tracks on it so we're gonna <laughs> yeah, do the deluxe version their most popular song <laughs> yeah which they somehow didn't put on the album <laughs> i guess not so let's kick this off I'll start with you, Tom. What do you think of Ghost? <laughs> Mate, Ghost, fucking hell. This was like, I, I, for a long time I had the same sort of opinion that I, have, that I had about Linkin Park, actually, where I was like, really? All right. It's, I was like, yeah, it's, it's okay, but it's not really metal. It's kind of, this is sort of indie pop music. You know? <laughs> You're not and wrong, then, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then one day, I, 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 but I'd come back to him a few times sort of trying to figure out the vibe because people whose music tastes I sort of greatly admired and agreed with were into this band. Oh, so me, yeah. Uh, uh, I think you'll remember, Ben, it was actually me that got you into Ghost, right? I, I, I can't remember. <laughs> in my third year of uni, around April 2017. Oh, okay, yeah, you got the date written down. <laughs> yeah, I do. I know exactly what it was. On yeah. the 4th of April 2017, at 3.45 in the afternoon. <laughs> it was like, do you remember when there was that thing of that dress? And it was like, is this dress black or is yeah. it like white? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like that. One day I put it on and I was like, oh, my God this is really, really good. And I suddenly became obsessed with them and like listened to like all their stuff and got into all their hits, of which there are an unbelievable amount. And then, yeah, it was literally just like flipping a coin. I suddenly was like, oh, shit, I like Ghost now. Yeah. It's quite a weird thing. And I've noticed a lot of people 
I like that with ghosts. That's exactly the experience I had. Genuinely, it might be a spirit in the music that just comes out and gets you. But it's very lazy and only does it like one in ten times, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) One in ten (laughs) metalheads. So yeah, no, I I like ghosts. I find them. I find them a hard band to like put under much scrutiny. Mm, Yeah. But um, I mean, it's I'm definitely always up for defending them in front of like sort of elitist metalheads. But they are a bit of a difficult band to put under. Too much of a close lens mm. sometimes. I like that about it though, because I think I, I don't want to say people take metal too seriously, because I, I don't think that's true. I yeah. think um I think you can take it seriously I don't if take you want it seriously to. Seriously enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like a little a little of both, isn't it? Like you you, you can take it very seriously. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no more murders. The Metal Face Podcast does not endorse the opinions or beliefs of Tom Davies. <laughs> We should put that at the end of it. <laughs> I think people can take metal too seriously. Yeah. This is a good example of when you shouldn't take it seriously. And you should just have a laugh and like, who fucking yeah. cares? Like, let the guy yeah. dress as the Pope with a skull face and play mm. saxophone. Why not? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, know, I think it's like how well they've done has put them under like a lot of scrutiny. But They, they couldn't not but... be huge though, could they? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for real. So Josh, I want to know what you think about Ghost. I actually don't think I've ever talked to you about Ghost. So Okay, well... I is this the controversial Linkin Park really discussion sorry. I was expecting, but it's on my choice. Josh, wait, you had a ticket to Ghost to see Ghost in Leeds. I remember because I tried to sell it. That nearby. was more for the bands than it was oh. to see Ghost. <laughs> oh I God. like Square Hammer and Square Hammer. like <laughs> maybe a few other songs, but I just I I really can't get into them. I yeah no, I I, I don't want to start off the uh, the Ghost section being all negative, but like I no, I, that's all right. I think it's like you know like this the 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 Ghost spirit just hasn't hasn't hit me. It has like man, yeah. That's it, man. It does just hit you, doesn't it? And then you're like, hey, if I've got ghosts, I've got everything. Great, yeah. Which is another Tom, great song. Tom, tie him to his chair. We're, we're going to put the album back on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, on it, it just like it doesn't it doesn't do the things that I like in a metal so- in a metal album or metal music. Mm. Like it's not for me. It doesn't feel like kind of powerful and big enough. No, I do know what you mean a little bit. It does feel a little bit restrained mm. on this album in particular. I've got to say, this album is probably my least favorite of their Ooh. albums, which is weird because it also has I think most of the songs that like, <laughs> most of their hits on but like um, the album that came I think immediately after it uh, prequel yeah I think it has a much bigger sound. There's much more depth, much more bassy. They throw in all sorts of elements and they really crescendo much more successfully. <laughs> Sorry, it just sounded so such an innuendo. Um, I crescendoed successfully. Um, <laughs> but on this album, it is, it's definitely a sense of like slow burn to like a really strong bridge, really nice kind of fun sort of chorus. It kind of rikes along, but it, it is a little slow in places, I've got to say. Yeah, I, I picked this album because it's, it's got most of the hits that I like on it. I do think that prequel is probably a better overall album but i think some of their best tracks are on this album those th- those being like square hammer and from the pinnacle to the pit you know like i, I fucking love those songs and... if you look at the album and you go through from the top the amount of good songs in here spirit that's a hit yeah. pinnacle to the pit cerise yeah. he is mummy dust, mummy dust. Bush, maybe a hit <laughs> <laughs> absolution dancing absentia square hammer nocturnal me was like kind of you know, that's quite a cool one. Missionary Man, people love that song. Missionary yeah, so Bible, that's a, that's a fucking hit, you know. And that's like, that's almost every song on the album is a hit in its own right. But I 
kind of have a theory about this, which is that they're a band that writes hits. And so yeah. if you want to listen to Ghost, you should listen to a playlist rather than like an album, particularly. Mm. I mean, I do think that some of their other albums do stand up to like an album listen. But ultimately, I think they are, they're a fun time band. Maybe scrutinizing them as like an album, as like a sort of one piece, doesn't do that much, make that much sense. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, I get you. Definitely. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I wonder if I would have such fond memories and love Ghost so much if I hadn't seen them live, because that live show yeah. was some of the funniest live music I've ever oh, seen in so... my life. Like when um, Papa Nile broke onto the stage and started playing saxophone and then like collapsed, <laughs> I was like in tears with laughter. It was just so fucking oh, good. So, so like, you know, for the listeners, it's like they're playing away the sort of blasting away at this side. It's like an interlude sort of song. Miasma. And all this smoke and like light comes up from the back of the stage, which is set up to look like a sort of um, American like mega church, like preacher sort yeah, like of a cathedral setup, sort of, right? Yeah, yeah. Big white steps, stained glass windows, that sort of thing. All this light and smoke comes out. And this guy dresses the Pope like an ancient sort of withered Pope <laughs> comes out of a saxophone and just fucking blasts Blast away for like 30, 30 seconds. Yeah. And it's just at the right point, like comedically. Yeah. But it'd just be like, <laughs> <laughs> and then as soon as he does it, he like collapses and these like nuns like walk him off stage. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like they, they obviously, Tobias Forge must have like you know, as I say, good comedic timing and a good sense of what's funny. Yeah. But they play it so straight all the time that, like, you can take it seriously as well and be really into it. Definitely. You know? Yeah. For sure, and, yeah. And I feel like I know he's he's the he's the front man of the band. I know, obviously, the yeah. other members and that, like, he's, he's very defensive of the project and he seems like the kind of guy yeah. who's going to try and make this last for, like, decades. And yeah. I kind of feel like he might be able to do it because... So I, far, I kind of feel I like I'm okay good. with them. Just yeah, I'm kind of just okay with them just carrying on writing hit songs and it, some of it not being that good, like, but like ultimately getting some absolute bangers. And out like of if they're album. at a festival, I wouldn't want every band to be Ghost, but I'm very happy to go and see Ghost. It's kind of like oh, sure. kind of like Evil Scarecrow or like even like Elstorm, You know, like they're they're just yeah. so funny and great to see live. That yeah, okay, yeah. it's not exactly my taste but i, I want to see it. it it's gonna be yeah. funny it's gonna be a great time and interestingly like i think you know they they are easier to compare to bands like wolf people or florence the machine than they are to compare to bands like slayer or migler or something yeah <laughs> i did actually like, it's a world away is that because they're actually a pop band yeah, <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> No, I did. Um, that is the, I did. No, I did make that comparison actually, like following on from last week. But I think last week I said Florence and the Machine have a very likable sound, and yeah, Ghost yeah. have that same thing, where it's kind of kind of hard not to enjoy it in some way. There's nothing offensive about it in a way, apart from like the Satan element for some people. If you're offended by that, they've got that song, and I can't remember which song it is because they just have so many hits that I could just like not even be that picky about what I put on. Mm. But that song, like on prequel, where he's like, "Don't you forget." about dying don't you forget about your friend death don't you forget that you will die too <laughs> it's like that's like it's like a fucking cbb's kind of if they were gonna present a fucking metal band on like a cbbc as like oh here's the bad kid and he listens to scary rock music you could just <laughs> fucking ghost. write a song like that yeah so <laughs> side point i think finland has a like metal kids band oh yeah i've seen that what the one that's like all robots yeah they're cost their characters of some kind it's like a costume or something it's very cool sick man <laughs> maybe a f- future metal face podcast <laughs> it's actually just ghost <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like i can't help but like ghost but like if as I say, it's they're not an albumy kind of band. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I would, I would just say that even if you don't like, as we've sort of talked about, it's not. Is it really metal? It doesn't really matter. But like, yeah, okay. It, yeah. 
if you were going to go to a metal show having not really seen any metal shows, you could go yeah. to this and just have fun. <laughs> like, it yeah. Would just yeah. be funny. Like, honestly, take away the image and take away the, like, lyrical content yeah. and replace it with, like, what Florence and Machine are all about. This is a completely different band and they could play, like, uh, you know, fucking Glastonbury rather than Bloodstock, you know? Yeah. Like, this is, like, it appeals to metalheads because it, like, thematically it's metal. Yeah. It's just, it's interesting because my favourite bits were the theme and the image. Like, yeah. I, I wasn't that big a fan of all the music. Some of, some of the tracks are really strong and really good. I really like them. But, uh, like, as a whole, it was very much more... I love the concept of Ghost more than I like Ghost. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I would really recommend checking out prequel because yeah i think it has a much okay. deeper sound and you can hear like a lot more kind of bass in there and they've got you know sort of organs and like saxophones and those like shaky things what are the shaky like tambourines <laughs> <laughs> this is a music shaky podcast <laughs> <laughs> there's only four instruments ben it's guitar right. bass drums You're and right. atmospheric battle effects <laughs> this has been established the anvil <laughs> yeah and also, um, they've got that EP, um, what is it, Seven Inches of Satanic Panic. Oh, that's amazing. And, um, oh. That is really good. It's only two yeah. songs, Mary on a Cross and Kiss the Goat. That's amazing. Those are fucking great songs. I, was like, I do, even as a ghost skeptic, really like ghost Kiss skeptic. the Goat. <laughs> like, Kiss the Goat is yeah. a great song. Yeah, that, and that's the thing about, that's the sort of confidence that I have in Tobias Forge, having released those two tracks. He's like not afraid just to do something that is just so ridiculous. Like the videos for that yeah. is like, I mean, I might be wrong, but I believe it's like Pe- Papa Emeritus in the past, like in the 60s or whatever. Yeah. It's like a yeah. flashback into Ghost's past and he's like establishing yeah. this whole lore and storyline with it. I, I don't know. I, I think it's hilarious. It's so funny. And I love the, I love the whole, um, I, I said it earlier, like the whole like daddy Satan thing where they're just being <laughs> so silly with it. But I think I like that because people sometimes are like, oh, it's all about like the devil, isn't it? And you're like, yeah, like listen to Ghost. <laughs> like it's so yeah. silly. There's like a love song to Satan. Like I think he is, is like, yeah. you know, just. Oh, that's great, man. So Josh, did you have any favorite tracks on this album? Then? Yeah, no, I actually really liked, it's interesting because I think um, for me, the, the deluxe tracks really saved this album yeah. for me. Yeah. I wouldn't have liked it very much if it was just the main bits, but like, um, Mm -hmm. I really loved Squammer. 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 And Missionary Man is great. (laughs) Missionary Man really really caught me by surprise. But also, Absolution is like a really strong track. Like, I think maybe I was being a bit harsh earlier. Like, I think, I think it's just as a whole, like, I, 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 I enjoy Ghost. I think I think I totally mean where it's like they're like a playlist kind of yeah. band for me. Like where it's like I just put all those tracks in like an list and put them and do them. Yeah. But yeah, those 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 are all like square hammers right on the playlist already. So. Yeah, man, mm. absolutely. How about um, you, Ben? What what are your kind of feelings and favorite tracks? That, I mean, I, there's just so many good tracks in this album, and I actually think that I got to disagree with Tom because I actually think this is a stronger album than Prequel, and maybe we'll have to do Prequel oh, another time. Ah. Yeah, because yeah, it might be a factor that I'm just so much more familiar with this album. I mean, I could just play this thing from start to finish and. Love it. Even yeah, lesser yeah, known yeah. tracks like Mummy Dust are just so <laughs> weird and great. I just love it. Yeah. I love the I love I love the vibe. I love the sound effects. I love the ridiculous storyline he's got going on. I, I love it. Yeah. It's great all round. If I I'll, I'll pick one song though, and it's from the pinnacle to the pit, just because I love that uh, that fat bass line in that song. It's so mm, good. Yeah, that is good actually. That is very good. So. Listening to this alongside Linkin Park this week, I, I I wondered whether this will be the gateway band for some people growing up these days. Yeah. <laughs> Are people oh, listening yeah, no, to Ghost sure. and then getting into getting into heavier stuff as a result you know <laughs> yeah, in like absolutely. 10 years people are going to be saying like oh yeah, yeah I got ghost man point. but they're a bit cringe now you know like <laughs> yeah yeah i thought i like saying but now i'm actually um, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm actually reborn christian <laughs> so tom how about you yeah i mean this is it's kind of easy to pick favorite tracks like you know square hammer 
absolute sort of banger. It's the one that got me into Ghost in general. Yeah, yeah. Bible, I think, is a really great one. It's kind of like, it's like lesser known, but you still meet Ghost fans who are like, yeah, that's like their best song. And it's sort of like, all this stuff is out there for you just to go and listen to. And there's so much great stuff, but there's like, a, there's still some competition in the scene about which are the really great Ghost tracks, because there's just so many. There's so many, yeah. Yeah. And He Is is an excellent song. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Absolution as well. But like, let me just go through and say, Spirit, From the Pinnacle to the Pit, Cerise, He Is, Mummy Dust, Absolution, Deus and Ascentia, Square Hammer, Nocturnal Me, Missionary Man, and Bible are all songs I fucking love. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, and, that and actually, yeah. that list you just made, I pretty much exactly agree with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't that, like, nearly the whole album? It's about is nearly the whole 80% album. of it, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, nice. Oh, I hope, I hope the spirit will visit me soon, because obviously I'm missing something. Yeah, if you have ghosts, you have everything. <laughs> and on that note, let's talk about our third and final album, Rammstein by... Rammstein. <laughs> Rammstein ist eine deutsche industrial metal band, die vor ihrer Reisigen und feuergefüllten Lebensshows ihr explizitsten deutschen Texter und ihre endlos kontroversen Videos und Bilder berühmt ist. Ihr Sound ist unglaublich musoklist und mechanisch, ja. mit reisigen, gefühlvollen Refrains und Elementen aus Tanz und Techno, was in der Metal-Scene sehr zugänglich und umstrichen macht. Ja. Sie gibt es... <lacht> I'm gonna keep that up for... <lacht> Was made, that made an original that you translated, or was it the Wikipedia page in German? No, that was what I had translated. Ah. All right, so, <laughs> Rammstein are in German industrial metal band. They're enormous <laughs> fire-filmed live shows. They are German. Wow. Tom, you've already said all this. Known for their explicit limits and their endlessly controversial videos and imagery. The sound is incredibly muscular and technical and mechanical. Oh. Hugely... <laughs> Secretly muscular. <laughs> <laughs> with hugely soulful choruses and elements of dance and techno, making them a highly successful and hugely debated band in the metal scene. So they've actually been around since 1994 and never had a lineup change, which I think has contributed to the singularity and confidence of their creative vision. That is incredibly impressive, I gotta say. I'm very there's, there's a few also. of those. There's a few of those lads. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. I've been a fan right since the start of getting into metal. Ichville was one of the songs ah. that I listened to on my now internet-famous paper round <laughs> <laughs> back when I was about 12 or 13. And this album is their seventh full-length release, possibly named Ramstein, possibly unnamed. It wasn't clear anyway from reading. Oh, I'm not sure either. I know that Ben is a huge fan. I suspect that Josh is as well as we travelled to see this band in Barcelona about two years ago. Guys, I'm just going to throw it open. Ramstein. I mean, you know, what is there left to say? It's it's hard to follow, isn't it? Because like they're just such they all, they need no introduction really. They're just such a huge band. They're so classic. Yeah, I, I, even people who don't like metal love Ramstein. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for they're sure. Just so, they're so big, which is great because actually some of their lyrics they really rival Necrofilth. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, some of them are. Yeah. But luckily, I can't understand them, so I don't feel bad. Uh huh. I'm right there with you, Josh. Absolutely. <laughs> Lack of comprehension is key in metal. <laughs> I think it is. But for me, like, really the best thing about Rammstein has been, you know, their, um, like, albums like, uh, Rice, Rice, where, um, uh, um, it's all led by the, like, 
heavy melodic guitar and the big soulful yeah. vocals. So yeah. I did find the um, kind of return to the more electronic albums a little bit challenging. But I really enjoyed them once I got used to them. Mm. Yeah, this is a this is a, I think like this album is just a progression of their sound. Like I think they were always going to become more yeah. and more kind of dancey and like techno kind of thing. They went from something that was very underground kind of electronic in the beginning, and I think now they're going for something that's a lot more kind of anthemic and stuff. But like, it, like you can't fault them. I mean, they're playing stadium tours all the time these days. Uh, yeah. I know they've been doing that for a while, but this is the album for stadium tours. Like, yeah, yeah, these for songs sure. are made Absolutely. to be played in stadiums, and they've they've clearly done that intentionally. And we saw them in Barcelona in a, in a massive like football stadium. And yeah, it, it was pretty unbelievable, wasn't it? Like just Ramstein under that massive blue sky. Fucking hell. <laughs> I think when bands get this huge, they can um, they can try and write these ballads and things like that and and anthems yeah. and, and these completely fuck it yeah. up. But Ramstein have not done that like one bit. Like I I absolutely fucking love this mm. album and they've taken their success and I think they've handled it really really well. They self reference mm. a lot. They are quite often self deprecating in like a very intelligent way and not overdoing yeah. it or becoming cringy or self indulgent. Yeah, for sure. Videos like Deutschland, where I don't even know how to describe Deutschland. Just go watch the video. And I think we'll all agree that no one else could really get away with that video except for Ramstein. Absolutely. I mean, they've got such a unique sound that even, like, even given their success, it's not like they've sold out and become like everyone else. Like, no. they're still the only band that sounds like Ramstein, apart from Lebo. Apart from that one other band. Yeah, no, I know what you mean, though. Like, it, it's, it's, it's always very interesting when you find a big band. And I think Linkin Park and Ghosts are probably in that category, too. And also, yeah. more broadly, bands like Tool, you know? where they have a really big sound and really identifiable sound and they're huge, but no one's really managed to copy them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. System of a Down, I think. Yeah, example, also. Yeah. And you sort of question why. is like, why why can't other people pull off Ramstein's sound, which is all about the kind of driving, stomping, industrial guitars, those kind of weird, like, electronic elements. And like, and then also Till Lindemann has just got, he's got an amazing voice, like metal or not, you know? And he goes from really soaring, kind of beautiful, like soulful choruses all the way down to this, like almost sounds like a kind of black metal, like crypt voice. Yeah, yeah. he's like <laughs> so dark and like strange. No, it's really interesting. Like you say, I, I, th I think Ramstein are very much, you know, more than the sum of their parts in that sense. Like yeah. Till is great. But if you just put him in like a metalcore band, for instance, you know, if you can't, yeah. like, who cares? But because he's with all these other guys and they all play off each other so well, yeah. I think it's really, that's the, that's the magic ingredient, isn't it? Like it's all these yeah. elements working together in harmony that creates this such, you know, unique, memorable, but impossible to copy music. I think they are all equal parts in it as well. Yeah. Like they're not, um... so with Ghost, it's the Tobias Ford show right yeah with Ramstein, it's not the till Liederman show even though no, he's yeah. a huge part of it obviously vocals are always one of the most recognizable things about a band but mm. flakes keyboard work oh uh, yeah yeah hugely recognizable there's just like a generally a sense of like a sort of singular vision you know mm. and this is partly comes back to um when Ramstein first started making music before they released uh, Herzlade their first album they were kind of they were all into metal but they were just a bit like this is all kind of like quite an American sound and almost like you know with the MTV like hair metal all that kind of thing and then like grunge was huge in like the 90s and stuff yeah. and they were like we want to make a form of metal that's like purely german you know and it really mm. is isn't it it has that pedigree of like techno which is just like it's so machine-like and kind of computerized and stuff it, it just seems to come out of the dna of that country somehow yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't like to stereotype, you know. We definitely haven't done but that. They all so wear later But <laughs> <laughs> they are. It's, it's, it's very German, isn't it? It's very, very German. <laughs> well, something that I love about music in general is like how it can give you like a window into another culture. And like, you know, I always find it interesting. Like, I've been to Germany like, you know, quite a few times, but probably in total not spent more than a month there. Mm. But like, I feel 
more connected to it through the music that I listen to and stuff. I'm like listening to a band like Ramstein. It's like it's it's one of the brilliant things that music can do, which is kind of bring you into another culture. Absolutely, it's kind of a window into another world, isn't it? Yeah, you, for sure. You don't just get the the language, but you also get all the you know subtle music influences. But also, on top of that, you have all the kind of cultural and folklore and yeah. tacit things which you write. Which if you write a song, you'd probably write about and reference without even realizing. Which yeah. come yeah. through from another culture. I mean, on this album, you get everything from a sort of Bauhausy kind of like. Uh, you know, like I say, very sort of industrial machine-like sort of sound, all the way to stuff that sounds almost quite folky. Yeah, and it's like, like yeah. it sounds like some sort of German folk song, like translated through some sort of like computerized yeah. machine. And yeah, then, and then importantly, you get the the techno and the dance, mm. which yeah, yeah, is something else which I think is quite associated with Germany. It's such a weird yeah. combo, but somehow it all just comes together. Absolutely, yeah. it really is. I'm trying to actually make points when i'm discussing this album because it's very hard for me not to just say it's so good <laughs> i just really like it it's hard to sum it up in a, in a sentence because anything you say about one part of the album won't be true of another part of the album but it's That's still good fucking point. somehow coherent mm. uh, a song like mine tile which is probably my favorite ram mint one mm. i don't know that's a push that's too many good songs <laughs> mine tile is one of my favorite ramstein songs it's one of their most kind of unhinged songs yeah and I did, when I heard Auslander, I thought, all right, they've kind of dropped a lot of that really nasty stuff that I used to kind of like about them. But then you've got a song on there like Pupper, which is potentially oh one God, of their such a heaviest, song. darkest, oh, and yeah. most ferocious songs they've ever written. Yeah. You know? And that's where they've really like stripped back a lot of the musical elements to it. And it's, yeah. like you say, it's just Till kind of it's just losing his fucking mind on the track. Just like absolutely shredding his vocal cords. Like, mm. that man's lung capacity. Fuck me. Remember when they absolutely. played that live in Barcelona and they, they, they wheel out that massive pram and yeah. uh, there's like a weird <laughs> animatronic doll in it and it just starts spraying, blacking out the like, sky with black confetti and then the yeah. whole skyline just sets on fire and... Oh, mate. oh my God. That show was definitely one of the, one of the best live experiences i've mm. probably had in any kind of music and yeah. i i didn't know that like that band had managed to <laughs> create such an over-the-top show <laughs> as kind of a process it's just so fascinating it's, yeah genuinely like an incredible live show i mean everyone like, should see so, them everyone on the planet <laughs> i woke up this morning and found out the mystic festival was cancelled i was gutted by the end of the day, I have a Ramstein ticket for <laughs> Cardiff next year. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. But I'm really excited to see them again. I think their live show has got to be genuinely the best live show I've ever seen. Oh, I've seen them yeah. four times. They're, they are just ridiculous. I've seen them twice in the space of like a year and a half. And the shows were totally different. I don't even know how they put together like a whole new show in that yeah. time. But um, No, absolutely. Seeing this album, which I think was obviously written for those kind of stadium shows, yeah. like, was just <laughs> insane. Remember that, like... Um, 10 minute like dance track they had where they were wearing like the LED yeah, stingman yeah. outfits and just like throwing shapes and when on they the put stage. that dinghy onto the crowd and like sailed <laughs> oh, yeah. over to like that island in the middle of the crowd for Auslander that was incredible oh, I mean I remember seeing them at Sonosphere one year it starts with this black curtain and they're building up to the song Ramstein right the song Ramstein but yeah. the band Ramstein and then as soon as they hit that first like bang the curtain comes down and behind it, there's the whole stage is covered by another curtain, which is like the German flag. <laughs> and it's just there going, Ram, Stein, while this flag's like blowing in the wind and everything. And it builds up to that kind of drum fill. There's another bang of like fireworks. The curtain drops and the whole band are on stage just like playing and stuff. There's like headbanging and everything. And then there's a shower of sparks from the top of the stage until Lindemann is lowered down onto the stage and this like platform 
shooting out sparks. He's wearing like black lederhosen, a pink God. feather coat, and in his mouth he has a light so that when he oh, sings, yeah. a beam of light shoots oh, wow. out of his mouth. You know, <laughs> like this band. Fuck me. My God. Theatrics on another level, but they're, they are really, really fucking good live. Ben, I understand this was one of your most listened to albums last year. Do you want to maybe take us through why? Yeah, um, it's just so like the perfect mix of those things we've said, the dark side of like Rammstein and then the really upbeat, dancey side of it, where it's just so yeah. easy to put on. And like, Auslander is such an anthem. And obviously, I don't speak uh, German, but it's so easy to just right. be like, you know, singing along to it. And then, like, all like, uh, <laughs> meine Sprache international. <laughs> it's just so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good, isn't it? But then you have a song like Puppy, which follows it up with just some horrible, dark, classic Rammstein, mm-hmm. where I think, and this is the thing that I was sort of saying earlier, is that they've taken their success, but I don't feel like they've, I don't feel like they've sold out. I feel like they've, they have I don't think they've compromised at all. Yeah. And they've they taken, but they've taken they've that success in. Yeah, they, they haven't yeah, yeah, yeah. ignored it. They haven't just made the same thing. They've mm. managed to do that magical thing, which a lot of bands don't manage to do, which is to stay successful and stay relevant for decades. Yeah. They're hitting everything on this album. And they haven't stopped having really, really gross lyrics because, like, Hello Man is really gross. Oh, uh, really? What, what, what other lyrics? I mean, I don't know exactly, but I'm pretty sure it's about being a pedophile. So. Oh, ah, uh, yes, okay. Yeah, that's, that's Ramstein. That's classic Ramstein. <laughs> well, a lot of their songs are about sort of sex and lust and like sort of the darker side of things. And also, yeah, but also writing it in a way where it's not actually like, it's not as though the first line of a song is, this song is about being a pedophile. Like it's written in a way <laughs> that is a bit more metaphorical than that. And that's yeah, just one interpretation yeah, yeah. of it, you know, because like Mind Tile is, oh, there's, there's interpretation of that song, you know, like we're going to sit here and argue lyrics, but it's not as straightforward as just being like, it is what it is, you know? Isn't that song about the um, cannibal who put, like German cannibal who put an ad in the newspaper and yeah. somebody volunteered to be eaten yep. and they Wild. cut off his dick first, his part, his tile. Mm. After that, he played his part by coming this guy's like, dinner for a few weeks or whatever it's dark stuff in there ben you ben you look like you're in fort um i am what's up i can i can so while while we've just been talking i've bought my ticket to see ramstein in cardiff next year <laughs> <laughs> oh fantastic nice. i just talking about that show i you sent me the link earlier and i was like oh, i'll get around to it i'm yeah. not missing it <laughs> i just bought my ticket <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry if it's affected the quality of a show, but it's I worth it. Just <laughs> no, like, absolutely. What, what is Ben doing? Is he reading his notes? Like, he's reading his notes but not saying anything? <laughs> I've literally been trying to get this website to work, like, while we've been talking, because as soon as oh, I started reminiscing right, about yeah. the show, I was just like, yeah. oh, fuck, I don't care how much it is. I've got to go. <laughs> so now that I've got my ticket to see him next year, yeah. Tom, what would you say were your favorite tracks from the album and looking forward to seeing live next year? Favorite tracks? I mean, Deutschland has got to be way up there. Like, I, I, prefer <laughs> yeah. it to, um, I prefer it to Radio, even though that's a good song. It's not one of my favorites. Uh, Zeichdick is just like, uh, it just breaks into the album in such a successful way. It's like exactly what I like about this band. Yeah. Auslander, I, I don't know, it's it, almost kind of an unexpected favorite for me but i do absolutely love it yeah the song sex is just ranstein doing their doing their fucking thing you know papa is so fucking ferocious it's got to be one of my favorites vasich lieber is i think you know a brilliant anthemic soulful kind of beautiful song diamond they kind of slow it down weidberg is kind of like it's a it's like a slower one but there's still some kind of drums and like heaviness in there Tattoo, I feel is kind of underrated. I actually love that song. Go back to it really like quite a lot. Yeah. And then Hello Man is kind of just it's 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 quite a dark one closing out the album, but it's um as I say, 
this album is just Ramstein doing their fucking thing and doing it really, really well. So they're some of my favourite tracks, all 11 of them. So all of them, yeah. <laughs> yep, all 11. Nice. Good stuff. I think Gun to My Head, though, I'd say... <laughs> I think if, if I, what what track would you pick twice? What's your double favorite? <laughs> if I had to pick a track or two tracks, I'd say uh, Deutschland. No, pick one. I'm gonna push you. Pick one because you can't name them all, and then pick two. It's Deutschland. Deutschland's the best. Deutschland. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's <laughs> the song that I'm really looking forward to seeing live is Pussy. I just think that's such a great live song. Yeah. Uh, everyone knows the words. It's fucking hilarious. It's you know it's quite a sexy song. And the. Um... <laughs> What is it exactly about the the live performance of that show? It makes you feel sexy, Tom. Towards mm-hmm. the end, there's a there's a bit generally where Till Lindemann gets up behind a large phallus shaped, shall we say? Well, I think that's pretty accurate. Uh, is that phallus shaped cannon, which goes mm. back and forth across the stage, spraying foam over the crowd, which is just like oh my god, it's a fantastic <laughs> thing to see live. It's fucking, oh, it's brilliant. Like I I love that level of um, what would you say that level decadence, of, that level of decadent degeneracy. Fantastic. <laughs> they nice. kind of warm you up throughout the whole show to they the do. point where you're just like, yeah, <laughs> we're, ready. we're ready for the penis cannon. <laughs> what about you, Josh? What were your favourite tracks? Ramshire are a bit like Ghost to me in the sense that like, I don't necessarily have an album or, or listen to albums. I, I, I put the, the hits in a playlist and that's probably sacrilege. But for me, no, this is very sure. same thing where there were songs I really liked and I, all of it was really good, but there, there were definitely a few which were going to be in, in the playlist. Mm. And for me, those were, I think, Auslander yeah. and um, Puppe. Puppe? <laughs> Puppe. The dog. Puppe, what about the dog? It's a puppet, isn't it? Is it a dog? I, I thought it was a dog. I it's puppet, yeah. I thought it was like a doll. Doll. <laughs> it means doll. Yeah, yeah. All right. Not the one about the doll. The one about the doll. I'm totally full of shit. That, that shows how good my German is. Uh, but oh. yeah, that, that, that song. And um, I don't know. There are lots of tracks I like as well. Like, so, um, Diamante. Diamante. Yeah, um, yeah. The Strong and like Radio and there's lots of great things, but, but my absolute favourites were those two. Just because like, I don't know, I feel like I could listen to them over and over. They're very yeah. catchy. Uh, they're, they're quite, um, Papa is not is not quite so catchy in the same sense, but it's, no. it's definitely like, well, I don't know, very it's definitely got that kind of hook, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I love that song, yeah. It, it, it hooks me at least. And I, I remember seeing it live and thinking it was great, so that's maybe colouring my opinion <laughs> a, bit, a bit as well. That's fine, yeah. But what about you, Ben? Yeah, for me, oh my god. Um... Well, because this was, well, one of your most listened to albums last year or something like that. Oh yeah, definitely. I think out of my top ten tracks, three of them were from this album. And Damn. yeah, I mean, if there was going to be an album, it would probably be this one. Yeah. Um, man, I don't know, they've got tracks for everything. If I had to pick... Just because of seeing it live, I'd pick Poppy because oh, it was just yeah. so oh my god! I, I couldn't believe they actually did it. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, they keep yeah. you guessing, man, don't they? Yeah, it reminds me of the first time I saw them actually. Um, Till came out in a butcher's coat, like a big fat suit with a butcher's coat covered in blood. Oh yeah, and he's got the knife for the microphone. And he's walking around the stage singing. And at the end of a song, he rips open his jacket and like a bomb vest of fireworks just goes off, like <laughs> yeah, boom, I've boom, seen boom, that. boom, boom, like across his oh, chest. Man. All the lights go out. Yeah, and we all just kind of like looked at each other like what the fuck just happened <laughs> and then like obviously the next song immediately let's kick straight in and you just don't even have time to recover like incredible yeah oh mate and hey we didn't know this when we woke up this morning me and you ben and maybe josh if he gets his act together we're gonna go see them next year hell yeah i'm gonna leave you in suspense bloody wunderbar <laughs> <laughs> just bloody wunderbar <laughs> it's bloody wunderbar mate <laughs> Okay, so that was episode 11 of the Metal Face podcast. We talked about Linkin Park's album Hybrid Theory. We covered Ghost's album Meloria, Deluxe Edition. Ooh. And we finished off with Ramstein's album, Ra- Ramstein, I guess. Yeah, maybe. 
Easy to remember. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we think. Wow. Okay, so that's the last set of albums we're going to cover in the first Bloody season. Hell. I'm doing air quotes right now. Season. Yeah. Yeah. Face. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to take, uh, what, we're going to take three, four weeks off? A couple of weeks, yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. going to take a little to bit of time off. To recover from all the hard work we've put in. This has been an app. Listening oh, to music God, we like. Oh. It's really hard. It's tough. Yeah, we need to take those couple of weeks off to um to, to find new music. I think we've exhausted. <laughs> we don't know any more music. Is, that was it. No, I, I'm, I'm out. Know. Between us, we've we know out. 33 albums. <laughs> Not bad though. This 33. You know, we've been yeah. um what we've been recording this since February. It's um, oh, wow. It's coming yeah. up to May now. It's a lot of music, man. Before next season, what are we doing next week, Tom? Because we're still gonna have an episode. We are still right? gonna have an episode. I think what we're gonna do is um drink some beers and just talk about uh, the uh, the wide world of metal and all the things mm. we're looking forward to seeing and doing after the fucking pandemic is over. Yeah. And all the uh, things that we've seen and done in the past and some things we are seeing and doing right now. Ooh. I think also aren't we going to be reflecting a bit on the oh, yeah. looking back oh, on yeah. the metal face? Yeah, I think we could do a kind of Maybe like legacy. Best albums, worst albums sort of thing maybe. That'd yeah. be fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, brilliant. Well, so what albums are we... Oh, oh wait a minute. We're not. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm on. Oh, my God. Oh. Ha. Wait, are you saying that the close of the show is going to be even more instructed and <laughs> shambolic than it normally is? I think my you might God. be right. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll see you guys next week to uh, talk even more bollocks yeah. than usual. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll do our see best. how this one goes. All right, Wonderful. take it easy, guys. Bye-bye. Cheers. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. 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 <laughs> Fucking hell. You always have to get the last bye in, don't you? <laughs> that was the Metal Face Podcast. Go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for Season of Mist, Carrick Anger, and Separation for their music in the intro. And thank you to Johnny Peterson for transition music throughout. Go check out his projects at Heads for the Dead, Massacre, Wormvale, and Wombat. And most importantly, thank you for listening. Take it easy, and hail Satan. Hmm, where's Josh gone? He's... Due to lack of interest, Josh Redmond has been cancelled. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> <laughs>